Hi, and welcome to the 22nd Womanthology Podcast. My name is Fiona Tatton, and I'll be your host. Womanthology is a digital magazine and professional community powered by female energy and ingenuity. We champion equal recognition and reward for everyone, sharing opportunities, ideas, and a deep pool of collective wisdom, supporting each other to be unstoppable. The theme of the show today is International Women in Engineering Day, which takes place on the 23rd of June. It's a great pleasure to speak with Ola Hartley, chartered engineer, musician, and STEM public speaker, who works for Jaguar Land Rover. We'll also be hearing from Inesh Santos, Womanthology's associate editor, who will be talking us through the written stories in the new issue. A quick reminder that you sign up for the Womanthology newsletter by filling in your details on the front page of our website. That's womanthology.co.uk. You can also join our new LinkedIn community by visiting linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash womanthology and find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Welcome to the Womanthology podcast. We have got Orla Hartley from Jaguar Land Rover. Hi, Orla. How are you doing? Hi, Fiona. Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing wonderfully. Well, great to be speaking with you today. So, Orla, please could you tell us about your educational background and career to date? Yes, of course. So I studied engineering at the University of Glasgow. I studied a degree called electronics with music. And I picked this degree because it was a combination of engineering and music. And at the time, I didn't really know what I wanted to study. And I thought it sounded really interesting because it had elements of acoustics and engineering. And it seemed a bit more creative than other engineering degrees that I had seen. So I decided I really want to study it. And then from that degree, I was looking for a job where I could really use both the electronic engineering side and the music side. So I applied for a job with Jaguar Land Rover. And I said in my interview, I really want to work in your audio team because I know that you have sound systems in your cars and microphones, etc. And I would love to work in that team because I have this background. So it was a perfect first job for me. So I worked in that role for about five years, working on developing the sound systems in the vehicles. After that, I was asked to support a bit of problem solving work in manufacturing, where they were coming up with new um, processes for how to detect squeak and rattle in the vehicles as they're being built. So if you are a customer and you receive a new vehicle and it might have a rattle in it that's annoying you, you would return it to the retailer. We wanted to make sure that that didn't happen and we captured any rattles in the production of the vehicle to make sure that nothing really escaped to the customers. And I was asked to help this project because I had that acoustic background but it really was like a completely different job because I was working in manufacturing working on detecting squeak and rattle and I've learned all about problem solving skills and process improvements and manufacturing and I realized I actually really like that so even though my background and my interest had always been in acoustics I realized oh this is really interesting you're solving live problems you're improving how you make the vehicles how you detect any problems and it really benefits the customer as well. So because I liked that, I broadened it and stayed in that problem solving space and I ended up moving roles into a new team that was called the electrical quality team. That was the team that was doing all the problem solving for any issues that were reported with any of the electrical systems in the vehicles. And I absolutely loved that. It was new problems all the time, working with new people across all different departments, solving problems, finding out what the root cause was. It was just absolutely brilliant. It's not where I thought 
I would end up when I was a teenager. I thought I'm going to work in acoustics for the rest of my life. But actually, it's been really interesting. In more recent years, I've been promoted and I'm working as a manager now. And I've worked in different departments and different roles as an engineering manager, but always in that quality process improvement space. Wow, I love your acoustics background. And it it seems a really interesting mix and a, a really good fit with the company as well. Yeah, I guess I had always really liked music and played in orchestras. And originally, I wasn't sure if I wanted to study music. I obviously love music, but I wanted the structure of a nine to five and I wanted to work in a big company. So I didn't really know if studying music was the right way to do it. So that's when I came across that electronic engineering music degree. I was like, this is more of a technical music role and it would be more engineering and I'd have an engineering degree and it's more transferable. So that was why I chose to do it. But it was a bit of a struggle because I didn't know any engineers. I didn't really have any engineering role models. So when I said to my parents and to my school advisors, I'm thinking of studying engineering, they were all a bit shocked because I had always been the creative who loved maths and music. And being an engineer was not really something that my parents expected. But when I got into the degree and they saw what was involved, I think they were obviously proud and um, excited for me. But I think initially as a teenage girl saying, I'm going to study engineering in Scotland, they were a bit surprised. They were like, oh, really? Okay, wow. And maybe just because they didn't have a perception of what an engineers, which is, I think, a reason why International Women in Engineering Day is so important. Absolutely. And why does diversity of thought lead to better problem solving in engineering? Because you are a problem solver, it strikes me. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant question. Um, I think diversity of thought is so important in problem solving. So if I even think like from a technical point of view, how we really do problem solving, there's a number of different stages. And one of the most important stages is where you get all the people together who know about the problem from end to end, like people who build the problem, design the problem, customers who've used the product, etc. You get as many people with different thoughts together in one room and you brainstorm, right, what might be causing this problem? And there's no wrong answers at this stage. It's about like gathering as many potential causes as you possibly can think of because you want to make sure that you consider all of the options. So in problem solving, it's so important to have all these different viewpoints so all the different perspectives are covered. From then, you drop what we call a fish bone diagram, which is basically the brainstorm of all the potential causes that could be. And that gives you your starting point for your structured problem solving, where you can go through all of the potential causes on the diagram and eliminate them, say, actually, no, that can't be related because we've proved that it isn't. Or say, actually, yeah, that might have an influence. And you can then narrow down to your final few critical X's or critical factors that have caused the problem. So in problem solving, having a diverse range of people and different people thinking in different ways and thinking about the problem is the best way to come up with the best solution. So you have got quite a few accolades to your name, if you don't mind me saying. So (laughs) you were chosen as the IET Young Woman Engineer of the Year in 2015. Correct me if I get any of these wrong. And also the Royal Academy of Engineering Young Engineer of the Year in 2016. You were listed in the Telegraph and the Women's Engineering Society Honours List of Top 50 Women in Engineering in 2017. What was the process like for being nominated and what does this recognition mean to you? Yeah, the process was a little bit different for each one. And and really, it all sprung from the first one, which was the IET Young Woman Engineer of the Year. And I guess the processes are different. You might have um, a supporter or a nominator who would write in and say, I think they should be recognised for these reasons. There's also, with some of the interviews, there was uh, panel interviews, presentations, assessment centres, different ways in which they assessed. But the first award I properly went for was the IET Young Woman Engineer of the Year Award. And at the time, I was on the graduate scheme of Jaguar 
Land Rover. I was very early in my career and my manager suggested that I put myself forward for the award. He said he would be my nominator and he supported me with the application, which was brilliant. That was the first time that I thought my job is really interesting at the moment. I'm working in acoustics and audio. I'm designing these sound systems. This is really fun. It's something people might not think it's an engineering job, but when they see it or when they sit in their cars, they don't think, oh, an engineer has designed the sound system. And I thought it would be a good way to share a really fun engineering career. I hoped that it would be a way that it would encourage more people to think outside the box when it comes to engineering and think about all the different types of engineers and all the different types of things they design. And that was the first big one. And then from that award wasn't just kind of a piece of paper well done. Actually, for a year, I represented the IT. And for that year, I did a lot of conferences and competitions and the Big Bang Fair, went to universities and did talks, etc. So actually, then the other ones came from that experience because I had had a whole year of representing women in engineering and representing engineering more generally. So what did it mean for me? As I said, I was so early in my career and it was just such an amazing opportunity to go and do these talks. I was put so out of my comfort zone. I really improved, I think, my presentation skills and got to talk to a lot of young people and meet people in other industries. So for me, it opened up so many doors and it was such an amazing experience. And it was so different to my day to day in the office to have this role outside of work as well. Your enthusiasm really shines through. So uh, you're such a great ambassador for for engineering. Oh, thank you. You're very kind. (laughs) We've got International Women in Engineering Day coming up very soon. Uh, What does that day mean to you and why is it so important for us to celebrate it each year? It's such a brilliant day and it's really grown in importance and every year everyone's really getting behind it. What does it mean to me? I think, as I mentioned, I didn't have a STEM role model when I was a teenager and it made me really apprehensive when I was choosing an engineering degree. I was thinking am I making a mistake? Is this what what I'm going to expect it to be? Am I sure I want to be an engineer? I don't know any engineers. I think if I had had that role model, it would have made the choice a lot less daunting. And I think this is something that could potentially be holding a lot of people back from entering STEM careers. Not only women, I think boys as well. Maybe this perception of engineering could be holding people back from a career that has so much to offer, has so many great jobs, has so many great companies that people can work for. So I think the day is really important about showcasing role models in really interesting roles. So it can help change that perception about engineering. So there's that first element of the day, which is encouraging more people to enter the field of engineering and to show these role models. And then I think the second important um, part of the day is also then to think about the women who are already in engineering and to think about the gender gap or the representation of women within engineering. It's no real secret that there's a lack of women in senior positions at a lot of engineering companies. And I think the day is a chance to showcase women in these really senior roles, to show them to all engineers in all companies, because it can encourage women who don't really have any female executives in their chain of command. Maybe it can give them an example of women in other business who are breaking down the glass ceilings in their business. And maybe that might be a kind of inspiration or encouragement for them to think about it's been done in that company. Maybe I can do it in my company too. So I think it's really important as well about helping improve the representation or the visibility of women in senior roles. Who are your engineering role models? Who do you look up to? Firstly, I guess, whenever I think about that, I think of someone in history, which I know I haven't met, so they're not really a direct role model. But growing up, I had to do a school project and I did it on Marie Curie, the first person to ever be awarded two Nobel Prizes, one for chemistry and one for physics. And in researching her for that school project, I came across this picture of her, which was at a conference, which is really famous. I think there's about 30 scientists in it and it has people like Einstein and Schrodinger and all these amazing scientists of the time. It really stood out to me that Marie Curie was the only female person in that picture amongst all these scientists. 
and the fact that she did so well and she's so inspirational, so ahead of her time and succeeded in what was a completely male dominated environment. That is something that has always stuck with me. So I think she's one pioneer in the space and definitely has always been a role model for me to have like won two Nobel Prizes in that kind of environment is really spectacular. And then more recently, in terms of my actual role models or mentors, closer to home in my career at Jaguar Land Rover, as I've discussed, I've moved around and I've had different roles in the company, but I've always had really amazing managers and mentors and supporters. It's really important for someone to work for a lot of different people because all of my managers have had very different leadership styles. Some of them have been more quiet or maybe more um, methodical or thought a lot before they acted, etc. And it's been really interesting to observe these leaders and how they all work in different ways, but they all bring something different to their leadership style. By moving roles, I've had different input and different advice. So in terms of my role models, I've always looked up to the different managers that I've had, and they've all really taught me a lot. What is coming up next for you and what are you excited about? Well, I'm on maternity leave at the moment. I have a baby daughter who's seven months old. So in terms of what's next for me, it's about returning to engineering after having a period of leave. It's the first time I've ever had a break from engineering. Um, in terms of what's next for me in the last few weeks, I've been trying to think about developing my career and getting back into work. So I've written a conference paper and I've been reading some more business books and trying to blow off the baby brain and to get back into it before I return to work. I'm excited about coming back to engineering. I've really missed it. You miss that sense of having a problem, tackling it, feeling like you're making a difference. On maternity leave, it can be a bit of a challenge where it's like every day is a little bit repetitive, even though obviously it's very enjoyable and an important job. I think I've missed the structure and the achievement element that I've gotten from my career as an engineer. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to work and my new life as a working mom juggling life and home. But I think you're taking the role model thing to a whole extra level because what's great is you having a a family you're showing the next generation that they can do that too yeah I think you're right I think it's really important in the past people didn't really mention their home lives that much that was true for both men and women but I think with zoom calls people have realized that even really senior executive people have kids that might run in and start screaming in the background of a zoom call too everyone has a the life outside of work. Having a family was something that was important to me, but I didn't want to be an engineer, have a family and then leave engineering behind. Definitely want to go back and continue to progress and learn as an engineer. But having a family is something that I think is important too. Companies nowadays are really supportive of people who might need to leave exactly on time to pick up a child from crash or uh, from school. It's always been supported in the past, but now I think it's something that's really important that companies do because people have to be able to develop their personal life as well as their professional life. Absolutely. Well, Ola, could I ask, would it be all right for us to keep in touch with you and to follow your progress and keep up with what you're doing moving forward? Yeah, I would love to be involved. If you ever want to have another chat in the future, I'd love to come back. So thanks a million for having me. It's been the greatest pleasure. So thank you so much to Ola Hartley from Jaguar Land Rover. Thanks, everyone. And thanks, Fiona. Hey, my name is Ines Santos. I am the associate editor of Womanphology and I am here to tell you about our new issue celebrating International Women in Engineering Day. The stories include Civil engineer at Sir Robert McAlpine, Mimi Nwosu, shares how she fell in love with engineering by chance when she was invited by a friend to watch a civil engineering lecture. 
Mimi also tells us about a video she has made to help bust the myth that women cannot be engineers. Dr. Jessica M. Morris, senior associate at Exponent, talks about her fascination for fluid mechanics, the science that studies fluids such as liquid, gas or plasma and how forces act on them. She also shares how she learned something new and solves problems that have never been solved in her job. Asha Spruce, A-level engineering student, talks about studying engineering at A-level at a university technical college and how her course has allowed her to develop practical hands-on skills needed for industry. She also shares the importance of social media in helping her follow her passion for engineering. We also hear from Kay Hussein, Chief Executive Officer of WISE, the campaign for greater gender balance in STEM, who shares the challenges of starting her new role at the height of the pandemic. Kay also shares statistics around gender balance in engineering and how she's committed to continue providing the very best support for WISE members come what may. Charlie Barnes is someone else who has started a new job during the pandemic. She talks about her work as an EV bus and coach project development manager at SSE Enterprise Utilities, her dream role. Charlie also tells us about her involvement with women in transport and how this has turbocharged her career. Finally, Sarah Al-Amiri, chair of the United Arab Emirates Space Agency, tells us about the Emirates Mars mission, the UAE's first mission to Mars, with a view to reaching the red planet by the country's 50th anniversary. She explains how this mission shows to young people that their commitment to space, science and research is here to stay. Do check out our website, womanphology.co.uk, to read the full stories. And that is all from me. Sadly, that's all we have time for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you want to support what we do, then share the link for the show on social media and also subscribe. Your feedback is really important, so please do rate and review the show in your podcast app. That's all for now, but join us in the next episode where we meet awesome women in artificial intelligence and robotics. <laughs>